glad to see you here, and I have uh, just some short messages to relay to you. I'm going to let you take a look uh, through the bulletins here, but a couple of things I want to bring to your attention uh, for prayer, and throughout this week and throughout this uh, service, let us keep in mind and pray for our brothers and sisters in the world that are being persecuted right now just because of their faith, because they dare say that they are Christians. Let us also pray, uh, which is in the news heavily right now, for our brothers and sisters in Florida as this storm comes and, and is about to impact the East Coast. Let us also pray for brothers and sisters who have uh, been put upon with another tragedy in Texas with another uh, shooting, and um, may we be healed as a country. Um, this, is, this is tragic. And then the last thing that I would like to direct your attention, and there still are some left out there, and keep taking them and we'll order more. But at times uh, when it feels hopeless and you're looking for answers, the best place to go for answers is straight to the source, to God. And one of the tools that we have is the portals of prayer. And like I said, take them. We'll order more. But I invite you to pick up one this morning and read the Sunday's devotion for today. It's about adoption, and it's a feel-good read. And if you are looking for a little pick-me-up, a little air, that'll, that'll fill you up. So let us stand now. And let us sing as unto the Lord, our opening hymn is immortal, invisible, God only wise.
the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done, and by what we have not done. We have not loved you with our heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your presence in eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us. So that we may abide in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save. Comfort and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us O Lord of grace and mercy, teach us by your Holy Spirit to follow the example of your Son in true humility, that we may withstand the temptations of the devil and with pure hearts and minds avoid ungodly pride through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. The first reading this morning is from the book of Proverbs, chapter 25, verses 2 through 10. And it can be found in your pew Bible on page 1021. Proverbs chapter 25, beginning with the second verse. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search out a matter is the glory of kings. As the heavens are high and the earth is deep, so the hearts of kings are unsearchable. Remove the dross from the silver and a silversmith can produce a vessel. Remove wicked officials from the king's presence, and his throne will be established through righteousness. Do not exalt yourself in the king's presence, and do not claim a place among his great men. It is better for him to say to you, come up here, than for him to humiliate you before his nobles. What you have seen with your eyes, do not bring hastily to court. For what will you do in the end if your neighbor puts you to shame? If you take your neighbor to court, do not betray another's confidence. Where the one who hears it may shame you, and the charge against you will stand. The second reading comes from Psalm 131. We'll read that responsibly, and it's printed in your bulletin. Psalm 131. My heart is not proud, Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. But I have calmed and quieted myself. I am like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, both now and forevermore. The third reading is the epistle, and it's from the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verses 1 through 17. And this can be found in your pew Bible on page 1878. Hebrews, chapter 13, beginning with the first verse. Keep on loving another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget how to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison, and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Marriage should be honored by all, 
and the marriage bed kept pure. For God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is of no benefit to those who do so. We have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. The high priest carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sin offering, but the bodies are burned outside the camp. And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy through his own blood. Let us then go to him outside the camp, bearing the disgrace he bore. For here we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for the city that is to come. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority, because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden for that would be of no benefit to you. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Gospel according to St. Luke from the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. This morning's reading is from St. Luke chapter 14, verses 1 through 14. It can be found on your pew or in your pew Bible on page 1621. Luke records one Sabbath when Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee. He was being carefully watched. There in front of him was a man suffering from abnormal swelling of his body. In some translation, it says dropsy. Jesus asked the Pharisees and experts of the law, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. So. Taking hold of the man, he healed him, and he sent him on his way. And he asked them, If one of you has a child or an ox that falls into a well on the Sabbath day, will you not immediately pull it out? 
and they had nothing to say. And then he noticed how the guests were picking the places of honor at the table, and he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor. For a person more distinguished than you may have been invited, and if so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give this person your seat. And then, humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. But when you are invited, take the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. And then you will be honored in the presence of all the other guests, for all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. And then Jesus said to the host, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbors. For if you do, they may invite you back, so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Years ago, I gave a children's message on this very gospel passage of Luke 14. And it's funny, as the years go on in my ministry, I, you know, I, I notice, wow, uh, this is going to be hard to do something different. And so I'm going to share uh, a message that I did give back then in a children's message. And then I'm going to deliver to you a much more brief message updated for today. Back in the day, I, I brought a balloon with a face drawn on, a little smiley face, two eyes and a big smile, you know, and a little buck tooth in the front. And then I had a needle that nobody knew about. And I gathered the children and I said, this morning I have a balloon with me. And I explained that a balloon is a simple toy, but it brings a lot of pleasure to people of all ages. There are so many things that you can do with a balloon. You can use balloons for decorations at a party, or you can bat them around in the air like a ball. 
And if you have a long, skinny balloon, you can even tie it up into making different shapes of animals. He said a balloon can bring a lot of happiness. However, it can bring sadness and disappointment too, and then in a very dramatic tone, I would say, haven't you ever seen a child cry when the balloon popped? <laughs> the little ones are, Ooh, yeah, Pastor, terrible. And then I make the turn and I would say, well, you and I are sometimes like a balloon. We sometimes get all puffed up with our own importance, and I would blow. We think we are great, and we expect everyone else to think so too. Maybe it's because we are so good looking. Or maybe it's because we are so smart. Maybe it's because we're really good in sports. Or perhaps we are the best singer in choir. <laughs> Sooner or later, if we keep getting puffed up with our own importance, something will happen to burst our balloon. And out came the needle, and guess what happened? Pop! And those people that were asleep woke up. And then I continued on. Jesus warns us that this would happen. The Bible teaches us that if we are too proud and think too highly of ourselves, we are headed for a fall. And on the other hand, if we are humble and realize that this is through God's strength that we are able to do great things, we will be given a place of honor in the kingdom of God. And I would say from now on, when you see a balloon, I hope it will remind you that we should not become too puffed up with our own importance or something may come along and burst our balloon. Just know this. Jesus, in our prayer, we pray to you help us be humble. Remind us that whatever abilities we have are a gift from you, and that you are the one who deserves the praise, that we pray these things in your holy name, amen. Now, that's not a horrible message. It's not original. I didn't make it up. I was, it was shared to me years ago, and it gets recycled, and it, you know, you got the visual, and it, 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 it makes a point. Um, but it's not full of much joy. It's not a lot of loss. And it almost seems a little bit like like a, a, a theology of a glory thing, that Jesus Christ crucified, buried, and risen again, plus me adding something to it, my humility, me being nice, me saying, go after you, Right? It almost can be taken down to just a simplistic uh, etiquette lesson. 
And you don't need to hear that. I already see you doing that. You all have fine manners. And so I struggled with this, and I'm not saying, go ahead and have bad manners. You're going to heaven anyway. No, certainly not. But Jesus, again, if we, if we take ourselves back to that time, who is he speaking to? Immediately at that time, he's speaking to the ruler of the Pharisees. Here it, it said something a little more like the party uh, thrower <laughs> or prominent Pharisee. He was the ruler. He was Mr. Big. The guy had power. People wanted him to be there. It was the place to be seen. And it was a message that Jesus also gave to the guests of the ruler. And that uh, perhaps it's a, a message to you and to me regarding proper etiquette, but we are know this, as I said. And we should teach our children good manners and teach them proper etiquette. And in the church, we have ways that we do things that keep order. And it, it, it is, we serve a God of order. So yes, there are things that need to be done, but, but they're not... God. They're not the gospel message. They're just things that, that, that we observe and they help us to remember who God is, but they are not the be-all, end-all, and that's what Jesus is telling these people here. But I'm going to take you on a different path, a path that you can boast in, that I want you to boast in. I want you to get puffed up in. Are you ready for this? Yeah. You might be saying, i got to hear this. <laughs> How are you going to get out of there? Well, I want you to know this, is that you are a child of the living God. You know that, right? You know that you have been adopted. You are unique, just like everyone else. Did you hear that? You're special, just like everyone else. You were chosen before time began. Are you listening to this? Your days were laid out in God's plan. He chose you because you're special, just like everyone else. You were chosen. You were baptized. You were clothed in Christ. You were sealed by the Spirit, marked by the cross, made new. You're special. Just like everyone else. He held you as you experienced trouble and sorrow in this life. He holds you as you experience sorrow and trouble in this life. He whispers hope to you through his Holy Spirit. He encourages you. He delivers you because you're special. Just like everyone else. And when you grew into adulthood, he was walking with you, looking over you, protecting you because you're special. Just like everyone else. And as you worship him today, as you confess your sins, as you receive absolution, receive and you will receive the true body and the true blood, he smiles as his face 
shines upon you and he is gracious unto you because you're special. Just like everyone else. And when you near your time to meet Jesus face to face, and doubt comes from the accuser, where he says, you're not special. Where he says, you're not good enough. Where he says, you've done bad things, thought bad things. You even missed church. You can reply, yes. Yes, I did. But my Abba, my Father in heaven, he sent his special son, who was unlike anyone else, to become sin for me, to redeem me, to adopt me. You see, I am special and unique, fearfully, wonderfully, lovingly made, just like everyone else. In the name of Jesus, amen. now confess our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed found on page 3 of your bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, 
I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. And on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Pray to the Lord of the Church to hear his people and grant their prayers for mercy. For God's holy church here and throughout the world, for all who confess the name of Christ, and for the unity of the church in doctrine and practice, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Excuse me, Lord have mercy. For a humble faith, for joy in the mercy of God, who has raised up the poor and under undeserving and given us a place at his table and for the work of the spirit to bring us to repentance and keep us from thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought let us pray to the lord lord have mercy for all who receive the body and blood of christ today and for the renewal of our lost lives that we may be that we may by daily contrition and repentance be kept in a state of grace until Christ comes to bring all things to their perfect fulfillment. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our nation and those who lead us in this land, for those who serve on behalf of this people, for the nations and all justice and peace to reign, and for Christians and for courage that Christians may endure in faith in times of test, trial, and persecution. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For each of us as God's children by baptism, for our calling to love him above all and to love our neighbors as ourselves, and for our vocations as husbands, wives, parents, and children, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of work, for the labors of our hands, for the privilege of enjoying the fruits of these labors, for those unemployed and underemployed, and for the wise use of our time and energy in leisure and retirement, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the schools where our children learn, for curiosity and appreciation for the majesty of God's wonderful creation, for our responsible roles as stewards of all he has made, and for a grateful heart for all his goodness toward us, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick, for the suffering, for those troubled in mind, for those suffering depression, and for those with chronic illness and pain, especially those we now name silently or out loud. Michelle Parsons. And all those whom we lift before the Lord in our hearts now, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who partake this day of Christ's holy body and blood in this communion, that by this eating and drinking we may receive forgiveness of sins, 
the renewal of our lives of faith and holiness, and strength for our lives of service. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord For those who grieve the loss of loved ones, especially those we now name silently or out loud, For the dying that God may grant them peace at the last, and for hope that we may anticipate with joy the blessed reunion of those who have gone before, and the marriage supper of the Lamb in his kingdom without end. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. Grant to us all these things, O Lord, not because of our own merits or worthiness, but solely for the sake of Christ our Lord, in whose name we pray. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. Also with you. Let us share the peace. Will you pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. For your goodness you have blessed us with your gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service. We dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. It is indeed right and salutary that. We should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, We praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, 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 Lord of armies, heaven and In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks. Then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks, and then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection. 
his glory is coming again. Let us now pray together the prayer that Jesus taught to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, power, and the glory forever and ever. It took somebody special, unlike anyone else, to be able to pay the price that you and I and everybody else couldn't pay. And thanks be to God that he sent his one and only son for you and for me and for everybody else that who should so believe that he is the son of God, fully God and fully man. Today we celebrate this feast of his. It's a down payment on a feast that's coming. It does impart grace on you. And if that is your confession, then come. The table is prepared. You may be seated, and the ushers will bring you forward.
Now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sending song this morning is to be is to God be the glory. Yes.